Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow. Mad cow. Mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. QTN Sangai with you as usual today. Some show notes if you're looking for some professional wrestling tonight. Horror Slam happening in Dayton, Ohio. Also, as usual, WCWO at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis. Tomorrow night. Oh, actually, also tonight you can find myself at Kai's Martial Arts in Tacoma for Northwest Pro featuring Impact star Larry D. So make sure if you're in Tacoma or a surrounding area, you find us at Kai's. Tomorrow night, Northwest Pro returns along with Glamour at the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughan, Washington. XICW in Standish, Michigan. SAPW in Spokane, Washington. Gouge in Benson, North Carolina. Blue Collar Wrestling returning for the first time for a, a standard show since the pandemic in Portland, Oregon. This is a whole scene on uh, Miller, so make sure you note the new location. Fighter Die Wrestling having the Young Guns Annual Tournament in Indianapolis, Indiana. MCIW in Salem, Indiana. SPCW in La Follette, Tennessee. FWF in Warsaw, Indiana. ACW in Winfield, West Virginia. And Supreme Wrestling having a huge suicide prevention benefit show in Hanover, Indiana tomorrow. So make sure you go out and support that worthwhile cause. They're doing some good work there at Supreme, so check them out if you're in the area. Also, don't forget, I will also be at Northwest Pro tomorrow, as well as Glamour. Two shows, one big venue, steel cage main event for Glamour. First time they've had a steel cage match at Glamour, so it should be a big night for the company. QT, big, big things happening in the Northwest. We have three big shows tomorrow in the state of Washington. You have Blue Collar Wrestling making its return. Lots going on in the Northwest. Yes, I think I'm going to try to make it to that Blue Collar Wrestling venue. Uh, It's not at the North Portland Eagles anymore. Uh, It's at a bar. Uh, Hopefully... Well, hopefully the bar can, is, is as big as that uh, bar in Texas called Gillies, so they have a lot of room. <laughs> hopefully so. Uh, now, tomorrow night, uh, since it is in this location, Blue Collar Wrestling is requiring, due to state mandates, both a valid ID that you're 21 or over, as well as a vaccination card. So make sure you have both of those things if you plan to go to Blue Collar both are required. Oh, okay. All right. And may I say, 
that Paul Moonshine has really cr- ramped up his uh, videos about this event. Uh, no, you cannot because he's not Paul Moonshine anymore. That's true. Freak time. Paul yeah, Freak time. yeah, he would get angry at you if you were to do that. Oh, now Paul and me have a symbiotic relationship. We kind of see eye to eye since I tower over him by about an inch. Uh, but he's been really promoting Zach Winters lately. Well, he does manage Zach, as did I for a long, long time. I sure enough did manage Zach. And he's also promoting Big V, or Big Flea. Yes. It's Big V. Now, Blue Collar did a joint promotion with Woo America several weeks ago. Paul managed Big V in a match against the Northman Ernest Olsen that night. Paul missed the last couple of steps going down the stairs. It was a scary sight, but he bounced right back up. He was fine. Oh, my God. Did he land? Well, what was the first uh, body part to make contact with the the steps? Well, he missed the steps. He hit the floor. Oh, oh my God. Okay. If people would stop doing the sign guy bump, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> Do you believe Paul Moon's freak sign was doing his best uh, Gerald Ford imitation at the moment? Gerald uh, Ford. He's no Chevy Chase with it, but, you know, he did his best. Well, sign, I was wondering also uh, if you had watched the entire uh, uh, video, the Midwest Tournament first round match of Devin August versus Aaron Stone. With I did Patrick. watch that the other day. Well, here's the question for you. When Devin August made his entrance, the announcer said he was from Berkeley, Illinois, yet his manager or ballet, Skylar Reed, was carrying the Canadian flag. My question is, did you ever see a wrestler from Montreal or Quebec that carried the American flag into the ring? While you were referee? Uh, not while I was referee, but the Rougeau brothers did that. Oh. Well, say if you could travel back in time and be the referee with the Hart Foundation, uh, and they carried one of the state flags into the ring by mistake, or maybe maybe they did by mistake, what state flag would it be that the Hart Foundation would most likely carry into the ring? Would it be the state of California with a bear? I'd say Nevada, since Jim the Anvil Neidhart was billed as being from Nevada. Well, okay. I, uh, well, would you yourself ban the Hart Foundation from entering the ring by saying, Brett and Owen, you can stay here. Jim Lee get your ass back to the locker room and get the right flag. Would you say that? No, because Owen was never part of the Hart Foundation, although he did team with the Anvil as the new foundation. But they never really formed a faction until much later on. Oh, okay. Wow, I don't now, know. Now, if it was like, say, I... 97-ish, I guess that could yes. be a thing, but... Like the era with the Rougeau brothers when they were doing it, they were they kind of kept separate. 
Oh, okay. Now, Chu oh, T, have you ever seen the Rougeau brothers when they used to come to the ring and they would say they weren't like Dino Bravo, they loved the USA, and they would come out with the smallest American flags that they could buy, and they'd wave these tiny little flags. They'd say, see, we love America. That's why we have the U.S. flag. And then they would talk about how they moved to to Memphis, Tennessee, with their manager, Jimmy Hart, and they were saying, Americans should love us. Our manager is from Memphis, Tennessee, in the good old USA. That would be fun. That would be fun to look at, though. Yeah, they did that for weeks and weeks. Now they also said that they were changing their names from Jacques and Raymond to Jack and Ray. Hey, now that's a good move. Jack and Ray are all American names, like Jack Dempsey. Yes. Yes. They even came out with the theme song "All American Boys." Ray, Ray is also a very nice American name, like Ray Mysterio. That's true. Oh, Ray Mysterio had a dual citizenship. Mm, dual citizen, citizenship is kind of a gray area. I'm not too oh, really, sure. Really, he was a citizen of two different countries, Mexico as well as the United States. I guess I could let that fly, although I would prefer just one, one main uh, nationality, which is America, the biggest. Well, a lot of uh, pro wrestlers have dual citizenship. Bret Hart, for example. Okay. What was his, what was his uh, it, of course, Canadian, but what was the other one? The United States. His mother was American. Oh, I would thought it would have been like New Zealand because I could see Bret Hart as a Kiwi. That's what they call New uh, Zealanders. That's true. You're thinking of Rip Morgan. All right. Well, maybe I wasn't. <laughs> well, I think but he hey. was because he was uh, part of a tag team called the Kiwis. Okay. Ooh, okay, the Kiwis. Yeah. yeah, but Bret Hart's mother was from New York. Uh, Helen Hart was actually American, so he had dual citizenship. Also, Chris Jericho a dual citizen. He had Canadian and United States citizenship. Mm, I wonder if Bret Hart's mom was raised in the Bronx. I believe so. Because you know the members of the Ramones, Johnny and Joey Ramone, uh, they were from Queens, Queens, New York. Where was Razor Ramone in all of this? Was he related to either of them? Ooh, I don't know about Razor Ramon, the man with a machismo. Yes, machismo. Boy, I don't know. Boy, that's a that's a good question. But you know, Queens is one of the five boroughs of New York. Yes. Now let's. It really is, as is uh, Harlem, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Harlem also one of the boroughs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm i not – let me see. There's Queens, there's uh, Manhattan, uh, Queens, Manhattan, Brooklyn. How about the Bronx? Is the Bronx one? Um, it might be. Oh, boy. Well, I tell you what, I have one free hand here. I'm going to look up the five boroughs of New York. I don't 
let me see now. The Bronx are, let me see now. Let's see. Should I read from a book while you look this up? Oh, okay, go ahead. Okay, I will read from Project Recreate by Skip Rampage Radisson. I am turning to Chapter 4. About a quarter of the way through Year 4, I noticed an attitude change in my now ex-girlfriend. She seemed to get more and more angry with me and argumentative because of my strict eating habits and spending more time in the gym. Since the age of 16, I have been a professional wrestler on the independent scene. I stated to her that for me to live longer on this planet, I needed to be in the best health for her, my family, my friends, and my fans. In June 2017, for many reasons, she and I ended our relationship. I had tried my best to find solutions to our problems, but nothing hashed out as I thought it would. We decided to remain civil and live under the same roof and assume our personal responsibilities. I paid the rent and she took care of the utilities. In September 2017, because of ongoing differences, we both decided it was best to part ways for good. Going back to the main story, in October 2017, after seeing that my relationship had fully ended, I decided to focus even harder on my healthy lifestyle. I decided to try something out. Through the years, I noticed it was very hard to get a complete workout in within the evening hours. I put myself on a stricter schedule. I noticed a tweet one day from Dwayne Johnson about clanging and banging at 3 a.m. I decided to try it. I put myself on a very disciplined schedule for bedtime to be approximately 6 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and I would get up at approximately midnight to 1 a.m. After getting up, I would make myself up for the day by eating breakfast and showering, packing my bags for the day, and show up at the gym between 3 to 5 a.m. After I worked out, I'd clock in to work at 8 a.m. and work until 4 p.m. I would clock out and repeat that schedule Monday through Friday. The weekends are where I'd get any fun time as I reserve them for professional wrestling events, family, friends, and more importantly, church. In January 2018, I was in the locker room with former WWE star Rob Conway. I told him my story, and he had stated to me that when I was ready to let him know, and he would help me with the muscle-gaining training. I originally wanted to go get 180 pounds and begin muscle training, but after researching on the Internet and hearing advice from others, I learned that if I lost too much weight, it would knock my metabolism out of control to the point that it would affect my ability to gain muscle. My mother told me that she would love to see me under 200 pounds. I put all that into consideration. On Mother's Day 2018, I showed up to see my mother and give her the Mother's Day gift I bought for her and to tell her I was 198 pounds. Seeing the look on her face when I told her was priceless. It was by far the happiest I had ever seen her. I had not had an appointment with my doctor in six months. When I arrived for my scheduled appointment, his nurse was completely astonished on my weight loss. Once my doctor came into the room, he did not know how to react. He stated to me that his main focus in school was weight loss. I was unaware. Apparently, I was his biggest success. He then paraded me around, showing me off to all the staff. I was happy to help make all his studies more relevant through my journey. May 27, 2018, I decided to end my weight loss journey and to begin my muscle-gaining training. I reached out to Rob Conway and told him I was ready. He provided me with all the information I needed to get started. 2T, have you found the information? 
Yes, I have, and I, I'm amazed. Uh, here we go. Uh, the Bronx, of course, was one, and Manhattan, and the Queens with uh, uh, with the Ramones, like I said. But I forgot Brooklyn. Brooklyn is a, a borough, and so is Staten Island. I completely forgot about Staten Island. Oh, wow. So Harlem is not really a borough at all? No, no Harlem. Uh-uh. No, Harlem is just, a, I, I would guess it's a, what you call an area, an area. Oh, that's too bad. Think of the, like, Globetrotters and Bad News Brown who all came from Harlem, though. Yeah, I guess they didn't quite get their due on that. My question is, is Harlem in, in Brooklyn, or is it uh, part of the Bronx? Uh, could you look that up for us? That is a good question. I, it, it, for all our viewers out there, if you go to Microsoft Bing and you plug in five girls of New York City, they really have some nice colored uh out in nice colored areas of uh, the five boroughs. Staten Island is pink, Brooklyn is yellow, Queens is orange, Manhattan is green, and Bronx is fire engine red. Uh, you might want to look all that up, but I digress. Uh, maps. Here we go. Uh, let me see now. What was the question? Is the, uh, what is it? Fort Apache? That's a little Fort Apache is, I think, the Bronx. Let me see now. Fort Apache, A-C-H-E. Now, okay, Fort Apache is in the Bronx. But what were you, what were you, what, wait a second here. I think there's some, no, that's just state of New York. Um, what if I click on Brooklyn? Can I, no, Okay. Oh boy, Brooklyn. Let me. What was your area you were looking for? Oh, Harlem. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Harlem. Let me see here. Where is Harlem? I'm going. I'm. I'm not. I don't think it's part of Queens. Let me see. Harlem. H a r l Harlem. Harlem. Globetrotters. Harlem Knights. Harlem Renaissance. Oh, okay. Harlem, New York. I'll click on that. Let's see. Harlem Pondos, okay, we're Harlem Brownstones, where, what area is that? Mm, Harlem, well, yeah, I know it's city of Harlem. Boy, this is a kind of, okay, Harlem, what? Well, there's 125th Street, there's the Cotton Club. Well, what area? Oh, it's... Naming New York's neighborhood. Maybe that would be better. Let me check here. Naming New York, United States. Let me see now. Brooklyn, uh, Manhattan. Um, let me see now. It looks like it's right near near the bridge, one side of the bridge. So <clears throat> that be the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. But then again, the Brooklyn Bridge span, spans two boroughs, I believe. Let me see. Old Harlem. Let me click on that. Uh, Central Harlem Historical District doesn't really say. Uh, old. Let me see.
anything at all. I don't think so. Oh, come on. I'll plug, I'll plug in which borough, B-U-R-R-O-W, which borough. Okay. Let me see how Harlem landmarks. Which borough? Harlem landmarks, Harlem 1970s. Black Harlem. Hmm. Boy, Harlem, which borough? Oh, I'm going to try. Just one second. I'll put down the phone here. It's very important. Okay. Then I'll continue reading with Project Recreate. I will go to page. Let's see. Page. Oh, this is a short book. Oh, okay, I got it. Go to chapter five. As of this day, June 13, 2018, and despite my money issues because of my ex-girlfriend and my never having lived by myself and not knowing how to, I am reporting that all is going great pertaining to my healthy lifestyle. I have been told by tons and tons of people who follow me on Facebook that I am a very big inspiration to all, and I need to be proud of my, my accomplishments. All I was really trying to do is live longer on this planet for my family, friends, and fans. I just wanted to merely share my story in the hopes that it can help inspire others on a worldwide setting and just not on a local or statewide setting. I want to help people understand that if you really put your mind to a goal, you can achieve it despite the bad things that life throws at you. Positivity is the key. I started at 421 pounds and am currently 198 pounds for a total loss of 223 pounds. Special thanks go out to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for providing me with the power and ability to do what I need to do to make things work. Everyone who supported me in the ups and downs, Rob Raymer who got me started in it all and provided positivity to get the motivation flowing, my doctor, family, friends, and fans with all advice given, and my ex-girlfriend for all her help and support despite the troubles she's left me and to Planet Fitness for their awesome facilities. Thank you to all who has ever liked, commented, and followed me on Facebook for helping me along the way. QT, do you have the information? Yes. Harlem is a neighborhood on the northern section of the New York City borough of Manhattan. It is bounded directly by Frederick Douglass Boulevard, St. Nicholas Avenue, and Morningside Park on the west, the Harlem River, and 155th Street on the north. There you go. Okay. My question is, were you a big fan of the Harlem Heat? Oh, yeah. I very much enjoyed Harlem Heat going back to their earliest days in the Global Wrestling Federation. I was a big fan of them. Oh, okay. Now, if you could go back in time and advise the Harlem Heat to uh, adopt uh, any of the state flags in America, what would be your number one state that you would advise the Harlem Heat to carry into the ring? New York. Okay, New York. Okay. Now, uh, uh, would, if you broke it further down and divided that flag into two halves, you'd have New York, uh, of course, on one half, 
which one of the five boroughs would you tell the Harlem Heat to put on the flag? Which one Manhattan. Of oh, okay. No Staten Island. Yeah, huh? This is the Harlem. I think so. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, Staten Island is the home of the Beastie Boys. That's where they're from. I see. Now, QT, have you ever gotten soup for Dan the Beast Severin like you promised him? Well, not really uh, soup, but I I was looking at a a episode of of uh, let me see now uh, Friends yes, and uh, they all went to a, a fancy restaurant, expensive restaurant, and this is the one where Ross and uh, Monica uh, ordered something expensive on the menu, but Joey and uh, let me see. Jo- Joey couldn't really afford that much, so he ordered a, a pizza, and he asked the waiter if the pizza had the mushrooms taken off and some other ingredient, if it would be cheaper. And the waiter said, "You would think so." <laughs> oh yeah, Phoebe, yeah, yeah. Phoebe, I, I think she only ordered a cup of. I think it may have been cucumber soup, and. Jennifer Aniston, she ordered, she told the waiter, I think I'll have a side salad. And the waiter said, will there be another side with this? And he said so in a snooty kind of uh, uh, tone. And Jennifer said, well, you could set my side salad by this glass of water. (laughs) So three of them ordered uh, pretty expensive, uh, you know, uh, meals. And Ross and and Phoebe and I'm not sure who the other one was. They ordered. Uh, uh, well, let me see. Joey, Phoebe, and Rachel ordered inexpensive uh, courses. And well, Ross Taylor would be was, the other one that ordered an expensive one. Now, if I recall this well, episode correctly, they were going to divide the total bill, and I said, "Whoa, is it fair to?" Divide it like this, and Ross said, "Oh, that's right. It's Monica's birthday. She shouldn't have to pay." And so it ended up being more than what they originally had thought. And I wonder what the name of that episode was. It was the one with something because they all were. I don't recall the exact title. Okay. Why don't you look? Is there any chance you could look that up while I read from a mound over hell? Um. Okay. Can you open up? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I'll open up the book here. One eighty-one. Uh, by the time they got to Monroe's. Puppy's mood had shifted from rage to anxiety. Fridays at Monroe's catered to the young, who had the energy to go out after a long work week, and the old, who weren't bound by any niceties about dating, no necessities about dating, just getting out of the way. He told Moonshi that Friday was the wrong night. Mondays or Tuesdays were best with smaller, more attentive crowds. She slammed the door in his face and told him to get screwed under a goat. 
Behind the bar, Jimmy jerked his head angrily toward the line waiting to use one of the bathrooms. She's been in there 30 minutes, he snarled. While Zelda uh, secured a table, Puppy apologetically pushed to the front of the queue and rapped on the bathroom door. It's Puppy. He smiled sheepishly to the dozen or so irritated people with fading bladder control. Let me in, Dara dear. Moonshi yanked him inside by his belt buckle. She wore a beautiful tight black dress above knee-high black boots. He recognized him from Zelda's pre-fat closet. Mushi looked terrified. That terrified him, but now wasn't the time for a con- contest. You okay? He sat on the toilet. If you give me a pep top talk about how it's like the bottom of the ninth with the score tied, I will cut your throat. He mimed tearing up paper. She clenched her groin. You still have an amazing voice, Moochie. Okay. Now, did you find the episode? I did. It is called The One with Five Steaks and an Eggplant. Five Steaks and an Eggplant. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Huh. Did they all go back to the apartments and grill up five steaks? No, they were kind of angry with each other because three of them had really good jobs and were able to afford uh, more expensive things, while the other three had working class more uh, type of jobs, and they weren't really able to afford, like, fancy dinners on a regular basis. Okay. Well, Monica Woods, head chef of that restaurant, that would be good, yes. And yeah. Ross had the dining Monica actually lost her job that episode. She was a chef at a, a kind of a fancier restaurant, and they called her and accused her of stealing product. She said, oh, no, this was a sample that a salesman gave me, and I thought it was okay to take it. And they said, well, that's a conflict of interest, and they uh, fired her even though she offered to pay for it. Wow. And and, and indeed, did uh, Phoebe order the cold cucumber soup? Did she do that? Uh, I believe she did in the early part of the episode. Wow. See, as a soup, cold cucumber soup kind of sticks out, out at me because that was one of the soups on a Soup Nazi episode on Seinfeld. Well, they did it on the same network, and they shared a universe because they had one night where, like, all the shows that aired on Thursday – like had a blackout in New York, and it was all related to each other, and it was the same storyline through the whole uh, night through the different shows. Oh, okay. Myself, I've never tried cold cucumber soup. <laughs> now, would you be willing to try it? Yes. I would think oh, okay. it would be like a, a cream-based soup, kind of like a chowder. But you just have you'd have cucumber in it. One would hope in a cucumber soup, yes. Yeah. Now one of the uh, soups that uh, Elaine, uh, she when she first had her first encounter with the soup Nazi, she commented on lima bean soup. Lima bean. 
And then she looked at the soup Nazi and she goes, not a big fan of the lima bean. <laughs> oh. Yes. Now, QT, have you had the cucumber lime Gatorade? Oh, I didn't know there was such a product. There is. It's absolutely delicious, I think. I really enjoy that one. Cucumber lime, huh? Cucumber lime. I wasn't sure going in, but it was probably one of my favorite Gatorades. I'm just amazed that uh, if you take, of course, a cucumber and you just put it in a jar with vinegar, it becomes a dill pickle. Well, yeah, yeah. Many people like those dill pickle spears with their hamburgers or the chips, you know, but uh, I don't think that people realize or think uh, just, you know, before putting it in that brine that it was a cucumber. Yeah, yeah, pickles are made out of cucumbers for sure. Have you ever seen the wrestler dip a cucumber in liquid nitrogen and use it as a foreign object? I've never seen that, but I've seen my mom and my grandma both make pickles out of cucumbers. They were very big on making pickles. How well do uh, cucumbers grow in Indiana? Uh, very well, actually. Mm, I'm going to... Oh boy, I well, I'm going to guess tomatoes don't grow quite as well in Indiana as cucumbers. Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, there's a huge tomato uh, industry right there. That's where um, several of the ketchup companies source their tomatoes, actually. Okay. All right. Now, how about sweet potatoes in Indiana? Sweet potatoes are were pretty big in eastern Washington. How about sweet potatoes? Um, I don't remember them being as big. There was some of that, but they weren't really as big in Indiana. No, wait a second. My mistake. Yeah, I'm, I w- it wasn't a sweet potato. Sugar beets. Sugar oh, beets yeah, beets were, were a big deal, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Boy, I underestimated Indiana a little bit on a couple products. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Indiana is a huge farming area. Now, QT, have you ever had a beet salad? Yeah. Well, yes, I, I have put beets in my salad, yes. How did you like that? Not bad, not bad. I'm, I'm, I, I know beets are good for you, but... They lose a little bit of their nutrition when you can them. Then you lose a lot of the nutrients. Uh, you got to really uh, go to the supermarket and get fresh beets and oven roast them like a potato. Oh, okay. Those are your best beets. Now, do you think Gatorade has ever toyed with the idea of making a beet-flavored Gatorade? Well, I know that beet juice is catching on in popularity. Beet juice, however, oh. you know, I don't, I don't think a, a Gatorade beet drink would go over so well. I don't think it may not. Although I was pleasantly surprised by that cucumber lime. 
Okay. Uh, do you know any blue-collar wrestlers that drink this? Uh, yes. I know Big V has. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Big V. Okay. I, I wouldn't have really guessed that. How about Zach Winters? Uh, he might have. Okay. See, I, I, I just imagine that Paul Moonshine would stick to you know what. Freak shine. Freak shine. <laughs> My fondest memories with Pa Pa is when he was a moonshiner. Probably because I was to steal his megaphone, you know. But on friendly terms, but okay. Well sign I might have to cut out a little bit early and, and report to work a little early. Yes. Now are you going to report on finding out Harlem is an area and not a borough, as well as the existence of the Cucumber Line Gatorade. I'm going to send a message to Devin Bellinger and Pa Freakshine about exactly where uh, um, Fort Apache is and uh, the Bronx. Fort Apache. Oh, okay. And the Bronx, yes. And maybe some other neighborhoods, like a neighborhood I am overlooking in Staten. There's got to be like a, a neighborhood that jumps out and, and is famous. Possibly. Now, Staten Island, um, that's kind of where the uh, Rangers play, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's where the uh, the Islanders play. And, they, and I think they also may have a minor league baseball team playing in Staten Island, a minor league team. That sounds about right. Oh, okay. So I have several projects to complete and report to Devin Bellinger about. You really do. Plus, if you go to your book of faces and open up your uh, messages, you might see some footage that will be very vital to Sunday's interview with our guest, J.R. Barad, as we continue Funny Hall He's a stand-up comic and a very big fan of the 90s through early 2000s pro wrestling. Oh, okay. Wasn't it J.R. Puffin stuff? Was that the initials? Uh, That's the initials of the guest, but that's not who it is. It's J.R. Berard. He's a Pacific Northwest stand-up comic slash pro wrestling fan. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. He's going to be – he'll have to answer a barrage of questions about famous uh, comedians in the past. Like like Red Skelton or okay. Red Fox. Red Fox, too. <laughs> yeah, he was oh, a famous okay. comedian, as was Paula Poundstone. She was a famous comic. And Lisa Lampadilly. Lampanelli. Yep. Um, uh, so was Gary Shanling. Oh, okay. Yes, Gary Shanling, yes. Oh, Okay. All right, sign. Well, you might hit the entrance music. Exit entrance. Uh, well, since we're exiting, it better be exit music, huh? Well, all right. <laughs> all right, well, fans, we'll be back with you Sunday with the aforementioned J.R. Barag as we continue with Funny Ha Ha Month. Then one week from this very day, 
we will return to you. Hopefully our guest will be on, unlike today, and that guest is Rich Abbott, the promoter of WTF in Indiana. So make sure you have plans to be with us. We'll talk to you soon. Be careful out there, and make sure you swing by the CMA at a show if you're in the Pacific Northwest.